How's it going? Welcome back to the Future Self program. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Personality Isn't Permanent, and it definitely is not, and you have made it to day seven. So congratulations on being here. I'm gonna provide a quick overview of what, or a quick review of what we've covered so far. I'm gonna talk about a concept that's one of my favorite ideas, honestly. I hope to write a book specifically on this idea at some point, but it's called The Point of No Return. And that's my invitation to you ultimately in this training is to cross your point of no return so that going back is never an option so that you commit 100% to the one future you truly want. And I'll provide just a very basic overview of what we're gonna cover next week. Um, next week is going to be a big week about reframing the meaning of the past. Your past is just as in, as in, as in just as much control as your future. And that's, what's amazing is you get to reframe the meaning of the past and recreate the identity of even your former self. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Cause mostly we're going to just do a quick review. And then I want to talk about the point of no return and have you commit to one future, the future that you really want and let everything else go. So here's the PowerPoint that we've been using all week. And hopefully I have instilled in you a sense of choice, that you have a choice in the matter, not only in who you are, but in the future you create and in even who you've been. Uh, you get to cre recreate the meaning of even your former self. You don't have to be mad at who you were in the past or who your father was or someone else who hurt you. You actually get to, you get the choice and the meaning you give even to your former experiences. So we've talked about the myths of personality. We've talked about the ridiculousness of most personality tests, and we've talked about the crucial importance of identity and about how identity is the way you see yourself and your identity is the thing driving your behavior and that your identity is based on the future that you see. And that as human beings, we have this ability called prospection, which is another way of saying we're conscious and that we can imagine and create different futures and that whatever future you commit yourself to, that's the thing shaping your identity. And you can choose whatever future you commit yourself to. Just like Andre who committed himself to Harvard, just like me who committed myself to becoming a professional author, you can choose a future and that's ultimately your choice, which is to clarify your future self. And then as I explained in the last video, to set a keystone goal, to create a measurable outcome, a single focused outcome that will allow you to become your future self. So that takes me to this idea of commitment and crossing your point of no return. So there's a really, really important quote from Robert Brault. Uh, and what he said is, is that we are kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. Let me say that again. We're kept from our goal, not by the obstacles, but we're kept from our goal by clear, path, clear paths to lesser goals. So I talked about in setting a keystone goal, you need a single goal. If you have four or five goals, then you've got a lot of lesser goals, maybe plan Bs, Cs, and Bs that you're pursuing. And again, motivation requires a clear path. If you've got like 50 paths, then it's like you're, you're burning yourself out with decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is, is, is the idea that you haven't yet made a decision. You've got a lot of things on the back burner. You're still weighing in your mind what you should do. You haven't yet fully committed. Once you make a decision, you remove alternative options. Once you make a full decision, as the saying goes, the universe conspires to make it happen. But in order to do that, you actually have to make the decision. You've got to eliminate the other options. You have to eliminate the lesser goals. Robert Brault said, we are kept from our goal, not by obstacles. It's not the obstacles. It's the clear paths to lesser goals. And when you make a true decision, you eliminate alternative options. A true decision is a point of no return experience. And this is something I've studied a lot, actually. I'm going to link down to my TED Talk below. I have a TED Talk that I gave in Austria that has well over a million views. And one of the things I explain in that TED talk, and it'll be a deeper dive into the subject, 
is the point of no return. This is something I studied throughout my PhD. And one of the things that I asked, I asked wannabe entrepreneurs, have you had a point of no return? I asked real successful entrepreneurs, have you had a point of no return? None of these people had. Some of them anticipated it. Some of them wanted it one day. These people, all of them have had it. Point of no return, yeah. Point of no return is the moment that you cross that threshold of decision where now you've, you've shifted your identity. You're now acting as your future self. You've now committed to that future and you've put yourself in a position where you feel compelled to go forward. Often that's a financial investment where you invest yourself into that. And so actually just as an invitation, I wouldn't challenge you to invest the 12 to 15 bucks in this book if you haven't done it yet, because that will help further your commitment to whatever it is your future self is. Um, but you need to make other different forms of investment as well. And it's not always about investing money. A lot of it's about going public. A lot of it's about making various actions and decisions. A lot of it's about eliminating certain things. Um, but ultimately, you want to put yourself in a position situationally and psychologically where there's no going back. You know, from a religious standpoint, they have that. There's, there's conversion experiences where you hopefully like have like a public baptism and things like that, or you go through various ceremonies that reflect you becoming a new person. And it is supposed to initiate a point of no return experience. But that concept is not just a religious idea. It's, it's really the idea that you've committed to a specific future and you've now put yourself in a position where there's just no going back to who you formerly were. Uh, I really actually love the quote from Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. where he said that a mind that is stretched by a new experience cannot go back. It can't go back to its former state. And so this is why you want to actually pursue your future and build that identity capital. Because when you watch yourself do things that you didn't think you could do, whether it's investing in a course, whether it's writing those blog posts, whether it's you know, quitting your job, whatever it is, when you watch yourself move forward, you then realize that you can do it. <laughs> and so my challenge for you is, is to pass your point of no return. Have you passed your point of no return and have you eliminated the other options in your mind and also in your situation? Um, one of the big aspects of passing a point of no return and fully committing to your future self is eliminating some of these lesser goals that are currently burning out your willpower because of decision fatigue. And decision fatigue is, again, the idea that you've got multiple tabs open on your computer, but this is in your brain because you haven't made a decision about those tabs. You haven't just thrown that one out and said, nope, that's a lesser goal. Nope, that's a lesser goal. Nope, that's a lesser goal. And when you remove those lesser goals, when you uncommit to them, when you maybe have that conversation where you say, I can't do this anymore. Sorry, I, I'm really going for this. Because again, you need a clear path. You need one, one goal, that keystone goal, and you need to really focus on getting there. If you're serious about the future self, again, as conscious beings, we can imagine infinite futures but it's your job to choose one. It's your job to choose the future. And obviously as you've grown, as you evolve, that future will change, but you need to commit to the one that you really want and stop messing with these other futures that are ones you don't really want. And so that's how you remove clear paths to lesser goals. And when you remove those clear paths to lesser goals, when you uncommit or remove obligations or say no to or remove certain distractions or relationships or obligations, your commitment and your confidence towards that future self increase. And I'll give myself as an example, literally within the last two weeks, I uncommitted to several key, not key, but several great relationships that I had, several obligations that I had. And in removing those, it was like a, a two-ton gorilla was lifted off my back because I removed a heavy tab from my brain that had been on the back burner of my brain 
for over a year. And now once that's gone, I'm free as a bird. I'm light as a feather because I'm watching myself truly commit to the future I want. And you need to do that. There's the, you know, when you start pursuing a future self, one you really want, you're going to start, you're going to start getting opportunities that are going to try to dictate you to go different directions. And some of those will be worth it, but most of them are distractions towards the one you really want. They're testing you to see these opportunities are testing whether or not you're serious about the future you really want. And some of them will redirect your future. Some of them will open up a better opportunity than you can even imagine. But most of them are distractions because you're, if you're pursuing a future self, you are going to develop amazing talent. You're going to develop amazing faith in a future. You're going to develop amazing results. And ultimately, people are going to be drawn to that. That's why, you know, and Greg McEwen talks about this a lot in Essentialism. The biggest impediment to becoming very successful is becoming semi-successful. Because when you become semi-successful, you then attract a bunch of opportunity. And then you get bogged down and confused. And you don't eliminate those options. And instead, you get destroyed and distracted. And you don't keep advancing. You get too caught up in paralysis by analysis. Um, and so as you advance towards the future self, you're going to become more successful. By, by eliminating lesser op, you know, options and by living your life by design, you're going to create a lot of opportunity for yourself. And most of that opportunity will, will bury you if you can't clear it from the noise, make powerful decisions, and ultimately continue to commit towards one goal. Your future goal, your keystone goal, will probably adapt and evolve over time. As I've said, for me, there were different dimensions. One was get into a high-tier PhD program. One was to get a six-figure book deal. Now it's to sell millions of books. And so the goal itself moves. But the question is, are you still moving in the direction you ultimately want to go? Or have you gotten derailed by some opportunity that seemed good, but ultimately was a distraction and you took it because you lacked that vision and confidence to chase your future self. Chasing a future self requires courage and faith and, and, and the willingness to deal with uncertainty. There's a crazy quote and I forget who it's from now. It's from a psychologist who's dead now, but she said, most people, pers uh, most people prefer the misery are the, the certainty of misery. <laughs> most people prefer the certainty of misery over the misery of uncertainty. Let me explain that. Most people prefer the, the certainty of misery. Most people would rather be certain about their future, even if it's a miserable future. They wanna be certain. We want everything to be clear, rather than having the misery of uncertainty. And it's not miserable, it's just a funny way of saying that dealing with uncertainty is difficult. Um, and most people would rather not have uncertainty. Instead, they would rather commit to a future that they already know is miserable, which is weird to say, but um, people would rather have certainty, even if it's certainty towards something they don't really want, than to deal with the, as Soren Kierkegaard would say, the anxiety or the dizziness of freedom. It takes dizziness. It takes willingness to pursue the uncertain in order to create and to pursue a courageous future that you want. And so my challenge for you is, is to pass a point of no return. There's one final quote that I want to share with you as it relates to commitment, which for me is the point of no return. And that's this, that commitment is a statement of what is. This comes from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And I talk a lot about that a lot in chapter two of this book. But commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what you're committed to by the results you get. And so whatever it is you're committed to right now, that's based on the result. You know, your, your results are based on what you're committed to. And so... Right now, I'm committed to making this video, obviously, because I'm creating this result. Um, I'm also committed to my current weight and my current financial situation. But if my future self is way up here and my current self is here, this is my current commitment level. If I want to create these results, I need to commit at that level. 
Um, so whatever results you're getting is based on whatever it is you're currently committed to. And if you're serious, you've got to commit to your future self, which means you've got to uncommit to your current self in many ways. There's many things about your current self that are stopping you from becoming your future self. You've got to start taking, you know, whatever's normal behavior and normal action and normal mindset for your future self, you need to start getting closer to that on a daily basis. And once you start doing that, you're going to start producing the results of your future self. And eventually your future self will become your new norm. But you got to cross that point in return. So at this point, at the end of week one of this 30-day future self program, my bold invitation to you is to cross your point of no return and to commit to your future self, to remove the lesser paths to lesser goals, the clear paths. Yes, they're clear. Uh, again, most people would take the certainty of misery than the misery of uncertainty. And so, yeah, you got to remove those clear and certain paths to miserable futures. And you got to go for the one that, yes, involves a lot of uncertainty, a lot of faith, a lot of courage. But it's ultimately where freedom is, and it's where you can expand into the person you really want to be. And you will watch yourself do it, and as you pursue it, you'll develop that identity capital, which is ultimately confidence that you can do it. And that as you pursue that, you're going to watch yourself become a truly conscious being, which is the ability to imagine a future and create that future. So that is the end of week one. Answer the journal prompt down below. And uh, if you think this course is incredible and that there's someone that you think could use it, hook them up for free. Just throw their name in and, and get them free access. We'll send them an invitation to the course. They don't have to take it. But I believe that this course holds the keys to helping you become your future self. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and show my screen now and just give you a sneak preview of what's to come next week. So next week's all about healing and transforming your past. Um, your former self, there's, we've all had traumas. We've all had aspects of our past that have limited our identity, which shrink our view of the future. Trauma is actually a negative experience that shatters your hope and imagination towards the future. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm not going to deep dive into this concept called the gap and the gain because this is actually a concept of Dan Sullivan's. Although there is an ebook, but I've written about this several times and me and Dan are going to actually write a book about it. But I do talk about this concept in personalities and permanent and I'll just briefly mention it. But because it's a Dan Sullivan idea, mostly I'm just going to point you to the audio, uh, the book of it and that book will change your life. But ultimately, I'm going to help you reframe your past and show you the tools to heal the trauma so that your whole past, anything that's happened to you will be viewed as a positive will be viewed as this happened for me, not to me, will be viewed as I'm grateful for this and that I can use this to become better in the future. Most people, they've got negative aspects from their past that they're still blaming for why they're limited in the present. That means they haven't reframed the meaning of it. So that's where we're going in, in part two. Talk to you tomorrow.